0: In this week's discussion of Genesis, Father Paul recalls a personal example reflecting on the criticality of memorization for the study of Scripture. I am honored to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. The difference between Cain and Ishmael is very striking because Cain as I stressed to you earlier and in my books is eliminated from the Toledot of Adam in chapter 5 you don't hear about him anymore he's not part of the deal but Ishmael remains and this is what allowed the Quran its approach is very interesting to me to have the Arabs in the time of Muhammad integrated in the story of the Bible following the teaching of Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, you don't apply the Bible to you, you are integrated into it, it rephrase the story of the sacrifice of Isaac as being the sacrifice of Ishmael. A phenomenal tour de force. But already this was settled with the three children of Noah. Remember at one point, Shem is the more specifically chosen one. But you as a hearer, hearing about the Toledot of Shem, in chapter 11, cannot miss the conjunction with the Toledot of the three brothers in chapter 10, just one chapter before. In other words, you could do this in your Sunday school. Ask the children, who is Shem? If you're not teaching them your philosophical theology, they will never be able to answer. But if you have been reading with them scripture, they could not miss the fact that one chapter before, Shem was one of three brothers. It's impossible. I mean, you have children, just read books for them and you will see how they react. They will tell you, no, no, it's not so. Last time we heard it, otherwise you must be misreading or cheating because you want to finish very quickly and go and watch TV. But the children want to hear the entire story. And only then we hear these are the tall of Isaac. So a long aside, 18 verses that says a lot, but let's proceed. Again, Isaac Abraham's son, which is similar to what we heard earlier about Ishmael he is also Abraham's son and Isaac was 40 years old when he took to wife Rebekah, the daughter of Bethel you know the story the Aramean and the sister of Laban the Aramean notice how Aramean is mentioned twice Okay, my father is a wandering Aramean or an Aramean unto oblivion and destruction. And his wife was barren. That's classical in the Bible. We have it in the story of main personalities, Samuel, Samson. You know, it's very important. Elizabeth in the New Testament. And he prayed and again his wife conceived but now we have a split instead of having one child or one son we have two and that is very important especially that they are introduced presented as twins I mean if you hear it in the original uh, you, you at one point by the third time you realize that the author is intending something and in verse 23 we have the use of that word that appeared earlier in the plural and here again two nations which is again, om, But shall be divided. And here again, an exceptionalist would say, ah, are not the same. We are separate from the others. Yes. But unfortunately for classical theology, the original Hebrew uses the Nif'al from Farad, Farad, which is what I call the positive separation. You send them in two different directions. But it is not the fruits, which is to scatter and to separate completely. So you hear that verb and you cannot miss, it's impossible. Because it appeared in Genesis 2 about the four rivers, you could see Farad does not end by separating in the sense of making two people different in value, but it's functional. You have it in Genesis 2 with the four rivers, and in Genesis 10. With the nations and the peoples, and in Genesis thirteen, with Abraham and Lot, and here. Okay, if my hearers would do that, you know, buy a concordance electronically, and just look at these things. I know people say, but this is not how you hear Scripture. Yes. In our time, where people do not know Scripture as well as the original hearers did. If you know the Bible, and here it's good, I'll share with you a story that I heard from Archbishop Tracatellis, who was my predecessor at Holy Cross. But uh, let me finish the verse. And then, one shall be stronger than the other, and here again, the elder shall serve the younger. Here, for younger, we have a word that those who know Arabic would guess. Sahir. We have it in Arabic. Sahir. Okay? That's the way it is in the original. But let me tell you the story of Metropolitan Tracatellis. I visited him. When I retired to say goodbye to him, we were very close, and I took to him copies of my latest commentaries and he offered me an icon that was given to him by the youth of his archdiocese of John Chrysostom and he said Father Paul this is from me to you to thank you for all you've done but then he smiled and said let me tell you a story that brings you to mind a story that happened to him before in life When he was doing his doctoral work at Harvard he told me one of the students who was by far more capable than the rest of us, he was a Catholic priest and our teacher was a Jew. So he asked us a question, he said, where do you find this? It's a pretty unique text. So everybody shook their heads. They couldn't answer him. And this Catholic priest volunteered and he said, well, I'll check the concordance. And in split second, and he imitated him because I do the same, you know. The professor slammed his forehead and he said, no, no. There is a friend of mine who makes fun of me while listening to the podcast he say i asked the question to say no no so, well so he slammed his forehead he said no no you have to know and everybody froze in the classroom and until which is something i mentioned in the rise of scripture at the end, you know, if we just learn by heart, beginning with the Psalms. Psalms, by the way, is a very interesting book. Because to me, as the book of Isaiah, it is the story of God with his city, Jerusalem slash Zion. I mean, you have the whole biblical story in the book of Psalms. And that is something that can be done. You know, by listening in the car to Psalms and so on, and again to make another aside, this is how I was able to write my book of Psalms, which has a unique value, you know. It's because when I was teaching at Holy Cross, I had so many hours driving, and I would listen to the Psalms in English, obviously, you know. But then slowly on, I was able to connect statements from Psalms with other Psalms and so on so this is very important to notice that the word here be divided well divided rsv translate in the same way the verb hibdil in genesis 1 separated but that's the trouble again with translations so farad is separation, to live in peace. Just give the example of the four rivers of the nations and of Abram and Lot. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came forth red, very interesting. You hear red, but in Hebrew it's Admuni, which means red as the red of the Adama. And then you have the introduction of his being hairy, which is from the root Seir. And later we shall hear that Mount Edom is Mount Seir also. So here again, this connection is giving to you in scripture so they called his name Esau but obviously his being hairy has a function in the story as we shall see and then his brother came after him and he was holding the heel which is from the root Aqab and you could see where the name Jacob comes from those who know Arabic know that, that the one, for instance, the heir that follows the king, in Arabic, we say Akiba, came after the other. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, Ish Sade, I discussed in detail in my latest book, the connection and the differentiation at the same time between Eretz, Adama, and Sade is very important. Sade is very early with beasts of the field. Sade is the earth that gives life, that is, if you like, planted, seeded, and so on. But notice what is said about Jacob was a quiet man. That's very strange. Dwelling in tents. The Hebrew for quiet man is Tam, similar to Noah, complete full. That becomes important when one hear after it the addition Yosheb Ohalim, dweller of tents. Way back Abel was introduced as roison Shepherd of Flock. And that is very important. The differentiation between Esau and Jacob, which parallels the differentiation between Cain, who was a planter of the vine, and the other one who moves around and eats from whatever the earth grants him. Isaac loved Esau because he ate his game, which is side. The original Hebrew and Arabic side means hunting in both sense, like fishing and hunting. It's the same word. But Rebekah loved Jacob. This is planted to introduce how Rebekah used this love As preferential and she will cheat against her own husband and her other son Esau which is a sad story but you know again the Bible equalizes everybody by presenting all the protagonists as imperfect and then you have that story that I discussed in detail in my books you could check on that the play on the Pottage, which is red, and red in Hebrew is adam, in other words, red, as the Adama is red. And then the play is underscored in 30, and Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red pottage. Ha-adom, ha-adom, ha ze The red, the red, the this, this, red, red. For I am famished, and the author makes the comment, therefore his name was called Adam, which is the name of the mountain which is close to Seir, or it's the same mountain as we shall see Paran, Seir and so on. And then you have the introduction of the following chapter where Jacob buys his birthright, that's not good. First, sell me your birthright Bekorah, Bekor, very important word, which means first fruits and firstborn and so on. And Esau said, I'm off, What use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Now, here I want to make a comment against theology, especially European Western theology that it sanctifies and holifies and glorifies cunning and that is very dangerous because then you get stuck. David was a good man. Why? Because theology says he must be a good man. But if you hear the text and you continue, you will get to the point where the way David had Uriah the Hittite killed was through cunning then Jacob gave Esau bread and polish of lentils and he ate and drank and rose and went his way then Esau despised his birthright but until now You hear that Jacob was the one who took advantage of that but then Rebecca, which is that special woman for whom Abraham sent his servant to bring her to become the wife of Isaac uh, you know that's not good news that she is the one who implemented the cunning in order to satisfy her preference that's all now before ending I would like to point out the connection between Seir and Sinai also with Mount Paran if you ask me about it I'll comment if you don't I'll just for my hearers say in Deuteronomy 33 2 we read he said the Lord came from Sinai and dawned from Seir upon us. Very important that God comes from the Mount of Esau. You know, Seir the hairy. He shone forth from Mount Paran, which is from a root Parah that is connected to glory. He came from the ten thousands of Holy Ones with flaming fire at his right hand, and the flaming fire reminds you of the red. That's why Adam is also that mountain. So it's very interesting that ultimately, God comes from the wilderness of Midian. He's a shepherd. But we don't like that. We think that God comes from Westminster Abbey, or Berlin, or Byzantium, or Washington, D.C., or. No. Very important. Deuteronomy 33 2. And notice, this is towards the end of the book of Deuteronomy. Right before the people, right before you move into the land through Joshua. You have all these words connected together Sinai, seer, Paran and the flaming fire, the red Edom. Okay. The Bible as literature is a production of the Ephesus school network.